listening to WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. This is the Public Affairs Show. I'm Carla Redondo, former chief meteorologist of Channel 4, now a certified orientation and mobility specialist. I have retinitis pigmentosa, I'm visually impaired, and I travel with a white cane. On today's show, we have someone that is very, very close to WRBH, the executive director, Natalia Gonzalez, and we're going to talk a little bit about Gibnola Day. Natalia, thank you for joining us. Oh, well, thank you for having me, and I'm really excited to, to share my story and the story of WRBH with you all. Awesome. Before we get started, I always ask our guests to tell us a little bit about themselves, and since... You've been a big part of WRBH for a long time. Let our listeners know a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I'm a native New Orleanian. I went to École Classique from kindergarten through 12th grade, and then I went to Newcomb. My father didn't believe in his girls going away to school, so I stayed at home and went to college. After college, I married my high school sweetheart, (laughs) and then we quite quickly had three children who we also brought up in New Orleans but decided to raise them in public schools, which was really a wonderful experience for me. And um, I started doing nonprofit work when my youngest was in kindergarten and stayed at that organization for nine years took a break when she was a freshman in high school, and then decided being home with three teenagers was a little bit more than I could handle, and work would probably be more exciting. So I, um, I kind of happened into this job at WRBH. I uh, started off in development, and um, in August <laughs> of 2005, The mantle was handed to me to become executive director. So in reality, I became executive director while we were exiled from Katrina. So it's been a it's been a fun ride. I've um, I started here when I still had children in high school and now I have five grandchildren. So it's been a it's been a ride for me. Twenty one years. And during that time, I've really um, embraced tennis That is my passion, Uh, but my truest passion is WRBH. I honestly love this place, and I love everything about it, from the volunteers to the materials that we read and my wonderful staff. So tell us about your responsibilities as as executive director. What do you do? What do you oversee? What's what's your daily, you know, business day like? Well, Typically, I come in and schmooze with the boys a little bit, and then um, I go upstairs to see what sort of emails I need to respond to or miniature fires I need to put out. Um, Most of the finances are my responsibility, the day-to-day bookkeeping, if you will. We have an accountant who does the the more advanced stuff. I assist them with picking the boys. I call them the boys. I know that's probably not PC, but um, my staff, they're all younger than my children. Um, we, we do the choice of what we read together. And uh, we, sometimes we have to talk and navigate through some language, some scenes that aren't maybe uh, good to be broadcast over the air. 
Um, I answer phone calls, write a lot of thank you notes because people are so generous to WRBH. I look into grant writing, um, you know, just the typical administrative stuff that, that an administrator would do. I also do all of the grocery shopping, buy all the snacks, make sure we have toilet paper and paper towels, and occasionally clean. You know, I, we all wear a lot of hats here. I think it's a very small staff, so we have to wear lots of hats. Speaking of your staff, tell us who's employed in your staff and what their responsibilities are. Well, we have Tyler O'Brien, who is the program director, and Tyler is the person who gets all of the materials ready for the readers to read over the air. He also handles some of the special events, like uh, Tyler was in charge of Hogs for the Cause this year, and he organized and oversaw that two-day event. Uh, Tyler's been with us. I think he came right before the pandemic, and bless his heart, he lasted through the pandemic. And Dell Agnew has been here since, I believe, December of 2016. And Dell started as our very, very part-time two-lane board operator because we, we broadcast two-lane women's basketball and baseball and we took an immediate liking to him. And when a position opened up to be a studio engineer, we hired Dell. And he has evolved into the assistant program director, as well as the person who is responsible for all of the books that we read. Awesome. So that is a small staff. Very, that, that's very awesome. small. So they are the boys. The I, boys. I, I, we understand. <laughs> So the reason we're here for this show today is we want to talk more about Give NOLA Day and what it's about and what it means to WRBH. So tell everyone, uh, first, basically, what is Give NOLA Day? Give NOLA Day is a citywide initiative that was the brainchild of the Greater New Orleans Foundation, and it is a day of giving citywide for nonprofits, and those nonprofits include schools, churches, etc., it give NOLA matches. It's not a one for one match. It's a percentage match. And to be quite honest, I've never really figured out what the match is, but it, it, it is an increase in whatever your bottom line is. You get an increase. There are also prizes given throughout the day. If like, like say, if you have somebody donate every single hour, you're thrown into a, a, a basket. And if you're the winner, you get an extra thousand dollars. For, for WRBH, Give NOLA Day is extremely important because the funds that WRBH need are operating funds. And operating funds are some of the most difficult funds to acquire through grants because a lot of foundations want sexy programming or a new project. And by virtue of what we do, we, we're not going to invent something in order to get money. It's just not how I like to do business. So operating money, keeping the lights on, keeping the staff paid, getting the phone paid, having to buy equipment, keeping this old building in shape, those are the kinds of things that WRBH needs money for. And this year, importantly, we've had a catastrophic transmission line failure at our broadcasting site in Chalmette. And 
someone took a pot shot at our transmission line, and there is a bullet hole that caused cascading issues down the 600 feet of transmission line, burnt the line. We were off the air for probably half a day, and the repair costs are astronomical. You know, I've been quoted $100,000 to get us back on the air. And right now, that site is not functioning. We are actually broadcasting from the studio site at 3606 Magazine from the cell tower in our backyard, which means our very, very strong signal is extremely diminished. So that's why if somebody noticed the signal coming across the radio not as strong, that's the reason why that we had damage at the Chalmette site. So Yes. And However, we are still streaming. The stream sounds good at WRBH.org or through our app that you can get on iPhone or Android, and it's just WRBH. Now, Gimnola Day is on May 2nd. So besides the transmitter issue, what other ways do you use the funds that you get from Gimnola Day? What is besides, you know, that damaged is what other operational things that are needed? Well, last year, for example, we used the funds to repair the air conditioner at the studio site and um, also the air conditioner at the broadcasting site because the uh, transmitter generates so much heat. You have to keep the little cell building cold. And if the air conditioner goes out, we go off the air. So we had two failures of air conditioners, one that affected people and one that affected equipment. And everything, everything right now is three times as expensive as it was pre-pandemic. So what would have cost maybe $1,000 is now $3,500. So that's what we use the money for. We had unexpected expenses that I can't budget for. You know, budgeting is very hard, especially when you are housed in an old Victorian building that is a money pit. Um, you know, we have one year we had a, a lightning strike that bl blew up all of the broadcasting computers. So the money, I'd like to say it's our little slush fund for emergencies. And this year we have a true emergency. And unfortunately, that's the uh, headaches that come along of being executive director. There's always a fire you have to put out here and there. You hope for times when there's no fires, but as you mentioned, the facility is old. You can't help bullets. No. <laughs> you can't help that. No. And nowadays, bullets are even more common than we'd like to wish for. That is the truth. I mean, if you had told me that it was a bullet hole... Yeah, you, you know, and thinking how wide the wire is, you know, that's a very unfortunate lucky shot. It's a lucky shot that just depressurized everything. Oh, that's a shame. Um, so we know giving Olin days May 2nd, but people can donate starting now. Yes, early giving started um, Monday. And we were getting in some donations. I'm very, very pleased. And I do not have the website, but if you go to the Give NOLA page, mm -hmm. givenola.org, and type in WRBH, it should bring up our information. Right, because you can search on that page to find whatever 
you know, nonprofits you'd like to support. But of course, we'd like you to look for WRBH and you'll find that. Then you'll get to their page, our page, and then you can go ahead and hit the donate button and put your donation in for what. And you don't have to wait for May 2nd. You might forget. So getting it done early is a good thing. No, it is a good thing. And, um, you know, we sent out a newsletter letting everybody know we're also we also sent out a postcard with a QR code, so you can just scan it with your phone, and it'll bring you straight to the page. Awesome. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the, the radio station. Talk about our volunteers. How many volunteers do we have? How do you become a volunteer, and how important these volunteers are? The volunteers are WRBH, so they are of utmost importance to us, and I like to think of WRBH as a family, and I believe that when people walk through the door, they feel that sense of community and family, and we treat our volunteers with the utmost respect because without them, we don't have material to broadcast, and we have several volunteers who have been with us since the beginning, and I find that to be amazing. I I always claim that our volunteers are the best volunteers in the city. And I believe that with all my heart. Uh, Right now, we have 75 volunteers. Pre-pandemic, we had more. Um, You know, but things have changed. Things have changed. That's not to say that we, we won't get back to that number. Just right now, we're comfortable with 75. And um, I do get emails every day asking about volunteer opportunities. And basically, contact me, Natalia, N-A-T-A-L-I-A, at W-R-B-H dot org about volunteer auditions, because we do hold auditions. They take about 30 minutes. You don't have to bring anything but yourself, and you don't have to dress up because it's radio. So just show up, and um, then should you pass, we'll bring you back in for a little orientation that takes about an hour because we do the orientation, and then you're actually put in a booth to read for half an hour. And then we ask that you commit to an hour a week to volunteer. And I have found that Volunteering here is an easy way to volunteer because you don't have to know anything about hammering, nailing dogs or cats. You just have to be able to read. And enjoy reading, too, because because it, it comes across as... You're reading or you're telling a story, whatever you're reading about. That so is true. That is awesome because I've listened to some of the the uh, readers uh, reading some of the novels, and it's, it's a storytelling uh, experience. Some of our readers, I think, should do audiobooks, the ones who can do voices. And, rem- yes. and the trick is remembering the voice because, remember, you're reading once a week. So you have to remember the tone you've set. I mean, they're amazing people. What are the things we can hear on WRBH? What other besides reading books? What uh... well, We read the newspaper live every morning from 8 to 9 o'clock. We also do our interview programs, this being one of them, Public Affairs, Writers Forum, um, Mike Tusa interviews local and national and sometimes international authors. And Amy Sins is the host of Dinner Plate, uh, which has to do with all the wonderful food we have to offer in New Orleans. We read sports magazines, 
the grocery ads, which are one of our favorite programs and quite a bear to read, but Bruce Mohat does an excellent job reading the grocery ads. Uh, Many of the periodicals we read, uh, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, The New Yorker, you know, just, oh, and old time radio late at night for those people who love old time. And they're, they're out there, the old time radio lovers. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you uh, aren't sure of what you want to listen to, you can go to the website and find the schedule, the programming schedule of the week and see, you know, and pick and choose or just keep the radio on all day long and listen to what, what we have on the air. But uh, the schedule is wonderful because it tells you the times and what's going to be aired at that, that specific time. Absolutely. Um, now, besides this Give Nola Day is a big fundraiser, talk about our other big fundraiser, the Blind Taste. Oh, a Blind Taste is a wonderful fundraiser. It's a um, five-course seated dinner with wine pairings at La Petite Grocery in September, and you are blindfolded when you eat to to, to give the diner a sense of what it is like to be blind and have to navigate a plate of food. It's an experience. Um, I, of course, have attended every one, and each time I get something new out of it. But mostly what I get out of it is how difficult it is and how difficult it is to have a conversation when you can't see the people who are at your table, even though it was my husband sitting next to me, it just felt awkward. But the event itself, I believe, has become somewhat of a little cult favorite because tickets are in high demand and um, the food is delicious. The ambiance is fantastic. And we do a live auction in association with the dinner. Angela Hill is our celebrity auctioneer, along with Charles Smith, one of our board members. And I, I really feel it's a unique fundraiser. You know, you're not in a big ballroom mingling. It's very intimate and sensory, you know. It is because, as I describe it, the sighted world relies on your vision so much. Exactly. As a visually impaired person and working with uh, visually impaired clients that have no vision at all at times, you rely on your other senses, your hearing, your smell, and your taste. And when I did the blind taste a couple of years ago, when you're blindfolded, you're tasting different spices and different ingredients that you probably never paid attention to before because you don't have your vision to distract you from the sense of taste. That is so well said, Carl. It, it, is, yeah. it is amazing because no. you do rely on your other senses when you don't have your vision. So that's the experience that was amazing for the sighted world to, to, to get out of this experience. So you can also call and get tickets. Yes. Or go to the website. Go, go to the website and the, the station number is 504-899-1144. So the blind taste, give Nola Day, you don't have to wait for these different functions. You can give year-round. year-round. <laughs> yes. We'll take the money. We so will take your money. If you love what you hear, a donation is always appreciative because it does keep us going here at the absolutely, radio station. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the um, during the pandemic, I believe that a lot of found foundations reorganized and restructured 
And several of the foundations that we relied on for operating money have changed their parameters and are no longer giving operating money, which excluded WRBH. And it's a blow for us because, as I said earlier, operating funds are some of the hardest funds to find. And then you have to find the grants to right to donate to the operating funds and right. make it specific and and then hopefully get accepted that you get that grant. Right. That's the myth. You know, just write a lot of grants, write a lot of grants. But you can write 100 grants and chances are you may receive 10 of them. And that's unfortunate because, you know, we're a lot of these foundations and these nonprofits desperately need funding, especially the smaller ones. Right. The larger ones have a a lot of, you know, a donating force behind them between, you know, the members or families and stuff. But but the smaller organizations are the ones struggling to try and keep afloat with these grants and donations from the general public. Absolutely. And, you know, remember, we are three people here. You know, three people who are keeping a radio station going 24-7 every day of the year. You know, we don't take breaks for holidays. We are here. We're a devoted, very loyal staff, as are our volunteers. And I'd like to keep the doors open. Oh, sure. So Give NOLA Day is May 2nd, and you can donate anytime between now through May 2nd or anytime even after May 2nd. But Give NOLA Day is May 2nd. Natalia, talk about the past two Give NOLA Days. How much have we made for from that day? Our best Give NOLA Day, believe it or not, was in 2021, height of the pandemic, where we raised $17,000. Uh, last year, we had a little drop. We raised $14,240. This year, we've set our goal at 20000 Of course, I'd like it to be doubled. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, we're off to a good start, though. You know, we are. We've that, got we've got almost $5,000 in early giving, which is amazing. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, don't don't wait if you um, think you might forget. Uh, but uh, GiveNOLA.org, GiveNOLADay.org, you can go and search for WRBH to uh, find um, our site there, and then you can donate on that page, and that'll go directly towards the radio station. So that's Give Nola Day on May 2nd, but you can find it if you just Google Give Nola Day, and then you'll find the page, and then, again, search for WRBH to find our site. Now, Natalie, as we wrap up this interview, I usually ask my guests four questions, ah. a, a little bit more. <laughs> I take this after uh, Inside the Actor Studio, where Mr. Lipton would ask some questions. I'm not going to ask you your favorite curse word, though. <laughs> no, you don't want. I can't say it over uh, the I air. Know. So what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Pulp Fiction. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. That never gets old. <laughs> never. What is your favorite type of music or genre of music that you listen to? I'm a child of the 70s. Ah. Rock and roll. Exactly. That's me. Classic rock. I Classic listen to that. rock. And, and listen, I raised my kids on it, too. I did, too. And I'll listen to the same songs over and over. They I, don't get old. Th- you should be in my car, then. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, to the dismay of my fiancé, you know, it does get old to her. <laughs> but um, What do you do to relax? Uh, what is it something that when you're away from work and you want to relax, what is it you do? I do a couple of things. I like to do yoga. I like to walk my one remaining dog, and I love to read 
and watch movies. I love movies, and I would imagine your grandchildren are there, but that's not a, lo- a that's lot not of relaxing, relaxing. <laughs> right? There's six, I, four, three, two, and one. That's There's a, nothing relaxing. That's a lot about of energy that. there. So <laughs> yes. yes, I, I would think grandkids, but then I know that's a lot of work. But but it's enjoyable work, we'll it's say. Lovely right? work, best thing I've ever done. Good. Now the last question is. What's on your bucket list? What is something you still want to do or go see a place? What What's on your bucket list? Wow. That's a good question. What's on my bucket list? I think what's on my bucket list is to go to Machu Picchu. Hmm. Okay. But I need to get in fighting shape for that, you know? And, and honestly, I would also like to travel the world. I would like to hit every single continent. Wow. But I think I've gotten too late of a start. <laughs> no, it's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. You can definitely hit the world. I know I heard about there's going to be a, a three-year cruise that's starting up. So you can, And it's going to go around the globe. So there's your chance right there. Sign up for that, <laughs> that three-year cruise. I don't like boats. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm a land lover also, yes. <laughs> so I, I'm not a big fan of the boats, but I'll do a cruise on a big ship, but smaller boats, I'm not a, no. a big fan. I, I'm a land lover. All right, Natalia, thank you very much. So Give NOLA Day is May 2nd. You can donate now by going to givenoladay.org. Um, there'll be a lot of individual, uh, fundraiser page set up. My, I do have one on my Facebook page. As do I. So you can search us on Facebook and you'll find our, uh, uh, donation page and it goes straight to us as well through Give Nola Day. So, uh, we appreciate any donations you can do from now to Give Nola Day and then year round. If you feel like you want to give to us and support us, you like what you listen to, please do so because that's how the smaller nonprofits stay afloat with donations from loyal listeners, loyal people that love what they hear here on the radio station. So, Natalia, thank you very much. Thank you, Carl. This was fun. Great. You've been listening to WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. This has been the Public Affairs Show. Thank you for listening. I'm Carl Arredondo.